Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. I have an excellent program for you here on the first weekend of 2023. Isn't that crazy? I was just I was sharing with my wife couple of days ago i'm like man I, I keep entering 22 it's really weird typing 23 and I, I don't know if anyone else does that or maybe it's just me but usually it takes me like a solid two or three months to get used to typing or writing that new year and um I, I don't know that that one always trips me up just <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, so we're going to talk about uh, a, a lot of things that are just really, really timely. I've mentioned that over the holidays. So we have, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, all all the different holidays and, and even more than that. But we have families getting together. And then we have these uh, these realizations. We're like, oh, boy, <laughs> we did not realize that dad was doing so poorly. We 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 did not realize that now that we're in person, we're spending some time with him. We're going to need to uh, either bring some care in with a with a home care provider or we're going to need to look at a senior care community and and uh, and, and get him some care in, and maybe move him into one of these places after the holidays let let's uh let's kick the can until january <laughs> so so that's very very common or oh wow you know all the zoom uh calls and the facetime with mom and 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 we didn't have any idea that she was really really having some some memory challenges and now that we're here in person it's very clear that she's not taking her medications uh, it's very clear that uh, this is actually kind of a dangerous situation so so we this is very very common so as i speak right now all across the country we have literally tens of thousands of families beating the street where they're heading out into the market. They're looking at places. They're making decisions. They're taking all the apartments. They're taking up all the beds available. And here in about a week or so, we're going to see a, 
a lot a lot of waiting lists. We're going to see an explosion in the wait lists, or we're going to see the inventory drop to just about nothing. And actually, the inventory is already pretty low in many, many, many markets. Uh, I would expect to see waiting lists coming up here very, very shortly. So for the tens and tens of thousands of families who are in this situation, want to talk about a few things that are, again, very, very timely. So uh, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. And then I'm going to, I I think the more timely of the topics uh, today is what you need to look for and what you need to determine before ever beginning your search and heading out and actually checking out some of these places. So number one, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. Uh, I think uh, sometimes it's pretty obvious. More often than not, it's uh, it's a little bit gray. It's, it's not quite so obvious, but y- you know, you're heading in that direction. So you're just trying to figure out the timing. And again, a lot of folks, you know, over the holidays, uh, they've made that decision or they're, or they're leaning that way. So we'll just have a review of this and then I'm going to move on. But number one, the top thing that should trigger the conversation of considering moving from home to a senior care community when it's no longer safe to live at home. So you have a safety issue and some of these things can be, you know, pretty obvious, some of them not so obvious, but uh, one thing is, you know, leaving the stovetop burners on. Uh, that one is pretty obvious and I I can't tell you how many times I have heard the story of you know we we came in and the stovetop burner was just glowing red and mom was nowhere to be found or, or dad left the burner on and and uh and and th- you know it was starting to smoke and you know all this stuff so that's uh that's a major fire uh issue or fire hazard if you will it's also pretty easy to fix you can flip the breaker and just just stop the the flow of power to an electric range or you can turn off the gas to a gas stove or a gas range so uh, easy to fix but if there is any thought about that being an issue just need to eliminate that issue and just turn it off unplug it do whatever you got to do another one is uh, wandering away from your home not being able to make your way back home. And so this could be just going out for a walk as simple as just walking around the block. And the, and this is obviously related to memory, memory issues. Uh, but uh, you, you walk you know, down the street, you walk uh, around the block, and then you can't remember just quite how to get home. The more serious issue of uh, wandering issue is getting in your car and driving away. And not being able to find your way back home. My own grandpa did this. It's been a long time ago. But, you know, they lived in Topeka. And I found him in downtown Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> I'm not sure how he got there. I found him about midnight. He had been gone all day long. And fortunately, he was okay. He was a little dehydrated and pretty tired and really confused. And he did have dementia. So I was able to uh, get him home and get him fed and and uh uh, and he spent the night uh, with uh, in my parents' house, and then we got him back home the next day. But uh, you know, sometimes uh, these things will just trigger a silver alert, and sometimes you'll have a, a positive outcome, like it, everything. It was potentially really, really dangerous, but no one was hurt. Like my grandpa, he was not hurt. But sometimes 
these things end in tragedy. And so uh, you, you just you have to if wandering because of memory loss, if that is any kind of a concern, you're going to have to address that you know, right away. Uh, this one does fly under the radar, not taking your medications on time or maybe not taking your medications at all. So that's a major, major safety issue. The older you get, uh, I, I think it's pretty common to have more and more medications that help regulate your cholesterol, your blood pressure, you know, all of these things. You may thin your blood with the blood thinners and, and all, all the stuff, right? And at Parkinson's uh, treatments, there are a lot of medications, and it is critical that you take these medications on time. You can't miss a dose. They've got to be on time. They can't be early. They can't be late. So the timing is really critical on the Parkinson's medication as well as some other meds. So uh, not taking your medications on time or maybe at all or maybe even taking two doses at once. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, you know it uh, even for me, it's pretty easy to forget your medication. You're like, oh shoot, I forgot to take that. And so uh, the older you get, the more common that might become. And then falling victim to elder abuse and uh, specifically elder financial abuse, uh, a lot of times, uh, this just isn't discussed, but uh, keep an eye out for your elderly loved one, your parents, your grandparents, whoever that might be, and just make sure that someone doesn't have their ear and someone is not asking for a favor or, hey, can you help me out? And pretty soon it's a few bucks here. It's a hundred bucks there. Now it's a thousand dollars. Now it's a car. Now it's full, full on access to your bank account. So, I mean, I've seen this so many times and here is kind of an insider tip, if you will. Usually, not always, but usually financial abuse comes from the inner circle someone who is known, someone who is trusted. And and this kind of blows me away, and I, it totally disgusts me. A lot of times it's from that elders, from their own kids. And so you, you got you to watch out for that. You just – you. This somebody has to look out for them, and then obviously you have all the different scams going along uh, that you always hear about online and everything else. So uh, I I have people who are very close to me who uh, trusted something; they trusted they were being contacted by a family member, et cetera, et cetera, only to find out they gave them money, and then only to find out that was not a family member at all. And they were just embarrassed, humiliated. Uh, one of one one person I'm close to got completely off of Facebook and said, "To heck with that! That will never happen to me again." So you got to be careful of of elder, you know, elder financial abuse. And then some of the safety issues are pretty obvious: injuries at home, frequent falls, frequent hospitalization. So, uh, so again, the number one thing that should trigger. The conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community is if you have a safety issue, it is no longer safe to live at home. And coming up next, I'm going to continue the list of the things that should trigger that conversation. But first, let's not forget about the Senior Care Live question of the week. When qualifying for Medicaid, the state requires you to sign over your house to the nursing home. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? 
You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Now back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. When qualifying for Medicaid, the state requires you to sign over your house to the nursing home. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And on another program, I will break down Medicaid. Uh, I'll break it down uh, pretty heavily. I'm not today, but uh, this is all I have to say about that for right now. The house is considered an exempt asset that you can hold on to for a period of time. So uh, you, the bottom line is you do not have to sign over your house to anyone to get yourself or a loved one qualified for the Medicaid program. And, of course, Medicaid would help pay for the majority of your monthly cost when residing in a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home. Also, when I talk about Medicaid here in an upcoming program, I'm going to break down that division of assets, uh, and I'm getting off script here a little bit, but uh, the the bottom line is I've heard for way too long, way too many times, people having just a really bad attitude about that. Well, you're trying to divide the assets and minimize the assets uh, for the person needing the care and maximize the assets for the person living at home uh, just just so that you can you know pawn off that care cost, the cost of care, uh, pawn that off on, under the government and the taxpayers. And although I'm sure that happens, okay, the vast majority of the time that I'm aware of, it's a legitimate division of assets to protect the community spouse, so the, the spouse who's still living independently at home, to protect their ability to pay their bills and live independently and not become impoverished due to the very high cost of care for the institutionalized spouse or the spouse needing that long-term care community. So uh, it's a legitimate, uh, very, very black and white rule or law. Uh, There's there's nothing uh, abusive about that. Now, I'm sure it has been abused. I mean, there's just like anything, there's no doubt about it. But but the bottom line is, if it's done and it's done properly, it's a very, very good tool. So I got way off script there. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to explain that in depth, and I'm going to give you some some really, really good real-life examples of people who have done that and the outcome for both spouses. So we'll do that in one of the upcoming programs here, you know, maybe later this month. All right, so when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community? Obviously, number one, when you have a safety issue, when it's no longer safe to live at home. Number two, and I would call this a very close number two, maybe even a 1A, when the caregiver's health begins to decline. So what kind of health? Well, we're talking about your mental health 
emotional health, your spiritual health, and of course, your physical health. I cannot tell you how many times I've worked with couples through senior care consulting where one elderly spouse is caring for another elderly spouse, and all of a sudden, the caregiver spouse is just being crushed, and I mean crushed, by the stress of providing care for their spouse, this person that they love so much. You know, we all take that. If you're married, you're, you're in front of all your best friends, your family, and in front of God, you say it's sickness and in health. And uh, a lot of times uh, when, you're, when you're later in years and you're a married couple and uh, you've enjoyed your health for a long time and someone's sick, not doing so well, you step up, you take care of your spouse, you love them. But a lot of times it is to the absolute detriment of that person. So what do you do? You, you put the needs of your spouse in front of your own. And so pretty soon you don't attend your own annual physical. You kick that can down the road. You just kind of put it off. You, you put off your screening, your colonoscopy, your mammogram, you, all, all these things. You just, you just put it off. Now, I'm, I just I don't have time for that. I, I'm too busy. I have to take care of my wife. I have to take care of my husband. Pretty soon, you start withdrawing from social engagements. You quit going to the ladies' book club. You quit going to the men's you know, donuts and coffee every Friday morning. Uh, you, you quit attending your church. And you start to withdraw from everything. And all these people are starting to see this offering help. No, 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 I have it. I have it. And, you know, I used to blame us men. You know, we're kind of, we're Superman. Oh, hey, oh, hey, I've got this. I'm, I'm tough. You know, I, I don't need any help. I can take care of my own wife. But guess what? A lot of times we can do that for a long time until we can't. Until we start to suffer. But I've also, I'm going to put the ladies in that category too, including my own grandma. (laughs) Right? She's sitting there in an assisted living community with a fractured neck and a neck support on. And the nurses came in to help my grandpa and she would shoo them away. Oh, no, no, no. I've got that. I can take care of my own husband. Right? So the ladies do that too. And so now at some point you have two people starting to decline. You can't let that go on. If you see that in your family, you have to do something about it. You have to step in. And let me say that uh, that stress is a very powerful force. I won't get into the gory details. Maybe one of the, now I probably never will because it's just too sad. But I have seen multiple times, I've seen the caregiver pass away because they were crushed by the stress. They put their own needs last. They, 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 didn't, they didn't go to their doctor's appointments. And if they would have, maybe they would have caught that before it got too far out of hand. I, I've seen caregivers have heart attacks and stroke and, and literally pass away before the person they're caring for. Now you've totally defeated the purpose Now you're not here to take care of this person that you love so much. So if you see that happening in your family, you got to step in. You got to do something about that. Do not let that go on 
very long. You just can't do it. Number three, when the cost of in-home care and just support around the house becomes too expensive. So it may just be a financially driven decision. Now, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan and supporter of home care services. I think it's a fantastic way to get some help in your home to where you can live in your home. According to the AARP, an extensive study, and this is not surprising, 90% of those asked, the respondents, said, I want to stay at home if at all possible. So you could stay home with home care, but coming up next, I'm going to share with you the most recent home care costs, and uh, we're going to talk about the affordability of that coming right up. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so talking about when to make the move, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community, number one, if there's a safety issue, number two, when the health of the caregiver is in decline, and uh, I talked about that. Uh, Number three, when the cost of in-home care uh, becomes uh, too expensive. So it's just, it's a financially driven decision. And, and again, I'm a huge, huge fan, huge supporter of home care services, but uh, at, at some point, this might become too expensive. So if you need you know, a little bit of help, maybe four to six hours, a couple times a week, three times a week, you know, maybe eight hours a day, something like that, maybe that is more affordable. But when that need elevates itself to a 24-hour-a-day need... This is going to get really expensive, and I don't care how much money you have, uh, this, this just might be unaffordable. Or maybe it's a more expensive option than maybe moving to assisted living, or maybe even long-term care. So the cost of home care used to be somewhere between $20 to $25 an hour. It was, it's pretty common. But then something happened uh, over during COVID, and then all of a sudden, I'm not sure where all of the workforce went, but all of a sudden, there's no one to work <laughs> in, in a lot of these positions. And so that's also driven up the cost. Now, it's pretty common to pay home care provider 30 to $35 per hour, and some of them are even in the upper 30s to maybe $40 per hour. So it's it's still a, I think a great opportunity, but again, if you if you need twenty four hour a day care at thirty thirty five dollars and maybe even a little bit more than that per hour, that gets pretty expensive. Versus maybe moving to an assisted living community for eight thousand dollars versus spending you know twenty 
twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month. So, so that it, it could just again be a financially driven decision. And then, last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough, I always like to ask the question: Why not consider changing your role from that hands-on care provider, that caregiver? Okay, to the care manager, or the care advocate, meaning find a great place that can provide great care for your loved one. And then instead of worrying about, you know, the difficulty with showering or the mealtime mess or whatever it might be, let the professional staff deal with all of that. And then you can revert back to more towards your traditional role of the loving spouse the loving son, the loving daughter. In my case, I was the loving grandson. Okay. And also wear your care manager hat or your care advocate hat. Speak for your loved one. Speak on their behalf and make sure that they're getting everything that they need. And if you see any issues, speak up and help to teach the staff and everyone in that community about your loved one, put them in the best position possible to do the best job possible for your loved one. So hopefully that makes sense. And instead of going out and just doing this shotgun approach and going out and, uh, oh, there's a place, let's check it out. Or, hey, there's this new place uh, that just opened up right down the street from our office. Let's stop by and let's just check that one out. Usually that uh, is not a good use of your time. Usually you're, you're wasting a lot of time. And now people are doing the best that they know how to do. And they're out running around checking out all these places. And they may go to six or eight or 10 or 12 places. And pretty soon your head's spinning and everyone's telling you something different. And you're not sure you're confused now. And well, which is it? Is it this way or is it that way? And it's just, it's uh, it's a pretty big mess. This is why the average family, if they're trying to get it right, they're trying to do their homework, they're spending any time on this at all. It is very common for the average family to spend 50 to 100 hours going through that search and selection process when trying to move or find the right senior care community and then move to that community. And so uh, I always like to review this, you know, once in a while. And, and look, this is part a big part of what senior care consulting, what we do for our clients. We conduct a geriatric care assessment and we build a care profile and we get all of this stuff taken care of very quickly on your behalf. We don't let you make any mistakes. If you do this on your own, the first thing you need to do is you need to f- determine the level of care that you or your loved one will need. Well, what do you mean level of care? All right, well, here's how I look at this. The level of care is tied to the licensure of that facility or that community. So it could be a long-term care level of care. It could be an assisted living level of care. It could be a residential care level of care. It could be home plus in uh, and, and it could be an intermediate care facility ICF is what they call that so so there are multiple levels of care available which one do you need which one do you qualify for so that requires you to understand what is offered 
in long-term care, what is offered in assisted living, what is offered in an RCF residential care facility, how far can they go, how much care can they provide in a home plus. You have to understand that and know about it. And let me give you a warning. If you wait out into the market and you expect a salesperson to tell you about their community, you may hear drastically different stories from one place to the next to the next. Okay? There, there's, there's nothing objective about that. With Senior Care Consulting, we're 100% objective. We know what is offered and what isn't offered. Okay? And we guide you every step of the way. So determine your level of care. And then what type of care do you need? I hear this all the time. Well, Steve, you forgot memory care. Uh, No, I didn't. (laughs) Memory care is not a level of care. Memory care is a type of care. Well, what do you mean? That's confusing. This assisted living place said they also offer memory care. That's a higher level, right? That's kind of like like that nursing home or that long-term care uh, level, isn't it? No. It's care for cognitively impaired residents at the assisted living level of care needing help with your activities of daily living medication distribution toileting incontinence management etc 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 so memory care does not have a licensure attached to it there's no such thing the licensure is attached to long-term care assisted living residential care communities Home Plus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So once you determine that level of care, what type of care do you need? General care? Just general, everyday care. I just call it general care. Do you need memory care for someone with Alzheimer's or dementia or another cognitive issue? Do you need skilled nursing and rehab? That's a type of care. That can only be found at the long-term care level. You cannot find skilled nursing and rehab at the assisted living level. As opposed to memory care, you could find memory care at all four of those previously mentioned levels of care. All of them could offer memory care. Only long-term care can offer skilled nursing and rehab. What if you need the type of care? What if you need mental health care for someone with... uh, Psychological issues. What if you need hospice? That's a type of care. So determine your level of care, then determine the type of care that you need. And then the 800-pound elephant in the room. How are we going to pay for this? This is all very, very expensive. So if you hear the term private pay, that means you are paying for your care with your own resources. You're writing a check every month. It could be five or six thousand dollars a month. It could be ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month. Okay, so private pay means you are paying out of pocket from your own resources. Uh, if you if you're planning on using Medicare, you need to understand Medicare only pays for skilled nursing and rehab after a hospital stay in a long term care community for a maximum of one hundred days. That's it. It's a wonderful benefit, but it's very limited, very specific. I've had a lot of people say, Steve, I I have the best Medicare coverage, best Medicare policy you can buy. So that'll pay for my assisted living community, right? I'm like, nope, it does not. Medicare does not pay for that. So coming up next, I'll continue on the payment methods 
as part of what you need to determine before ever even beginning your search for senior care community. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Before I move on here, I just want to say hello to our newest affiliate out in Santa Barbara, California. Hello, Santa Barbara. Just wanted to welcome KTMS on the AM side, and then we're also on two FM stations, Santa Barbara, California, also KTMS 97.3979. And just want to say thank you for picking up the show and for all of our new friends in California. Welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm really excited. All right. So what you need to determine before ever beginning your search And we talked about identifying the level of care that you need, the type of care, the payment methods, the location is the next one. So once you figure out how to pay for this stuff, you know, we talked about Medicare in the last uh, in the last uh, uh, segment a few minutes back. Very, very specific. You know, another way that you could pay for that care is through the Medicaid program. And But that's very, very specific as well. It's a wonderful program. I describe Medicaid as a safety net that says community level. Then we're here. We've got you. and We'll pay the majority of the cost. Sometimes Medicaid will pay for lower levels of care, assisted living, and some of the others. Usually there are big catches there, and sometimes it doesn't pay for it at all. But the Medicaid program, you have to be almost out of money to qualify for that. And then... The community that you're looking at or considering, they have to participate in the Medicaid program. And guess what? There are a lot of communities out there, assisted living, long-term care, home plus, residential care, et cetera, et cetera, that do time ago calls me in tears saying her grandmother's lived at this place for many, many years. She spent over $300,000 of her own money there, and she just got a discharge letter saying that you're going to have to move your grandma. She's out of money, and we don't participate in the Medicaid program. She was very sad, and then she was very, very angry. And she said, okay, I didn't ask, and they didn't tell. Shame on me. Shame on them. If I had any idea that that would, that that would happen, I never would have chosen that place in the first time, in, in the first place. I wouldn't have even gone there because now I have to move my grandmother from a place that she likes. uh, She loves the people there. They love her. I'm going to have to completely uproot her and move her to another community that is Medicaid certified. And I was able to help her through that through my firm, Senior Care Consulting. That's what we do. We help our clients through that search and selection process to help them get it right the first time. We won't let you make a mistake. And we walk through all of this through our our geriatric care assessment. I call that building a care profile. 
So you have to understand Medicaid. You have to understand what it pays for, what it won't. You also have to have local market knowledge and understand which places will accept Medicaid as their payment in full or or not. And then even then, you could have some catches, some gotchas. So here's something that's pretty common. Yeah, we'll, we'll accept, we'll work with the Medicaid program in this long-term care community, but you have to be able to pay for 12 months. You have to have enough resources to pay privately, private pay, full amount for 12 months before we're willing to work with the Medicaid program. Or you have to pay private pay 18 months, and then we'll work with you on Medicaid. Or you have to pay privately for 24 months before we will deal with Medicaid. So there's a reason for that. Medicaid does not reimburse anywhere remotely close <laughs> to, to the normal retail billable rates of these places. So if, if they charge, say, for example, $280 a day, you know, they might receive, say, $230 a day reimbursement in full for Medicaid, and they have to write off 50 bucks a day. So a lot of times the Medicaid reimbursement rate doesn't even cover their cost or maybe just barely covers their cost, but there's no, there's no profit in that. So, uh, uh, and I'm not getting into the whole moral debate of whether there should be profit involved in this stuff or not. I'm just saying uh, sometimes you could say, oh, well, this place is med- – oh, they're Medicaid certified. We're in. Well, you may not be in. There's more to it than that. So you have to, you have to be careful. And again, with Senior Care Consulting – we know all of this. <laughs> We've been doing this for 20 years. We know our market. We, we know the market very, very well. If we're not sure, we will find out. <laughs> we don't let you make that mistake, period. All right. And then you could also, payment methods could be through the, through the VA aid and attendance program. We, I, every time, every time we sit down with a new client, one of my questions is, are you a veteran? Is your spouse a veteran? Did they serve during a period of war? Uh, your husband is deceased. Was he a veteran? You're a surviving spouse of a veteran? Okay. Well, I want to talk to you about this VA aid and attendance program that can help pay for uh, your, your long-term care, for, for your, for your health care, for your senior care. It's an excellent benefit. And then you could also pay for, pay for everything with long-term care insurance. So we also need to know before we ever think about beginning our search. So we talked about the level of care, the type of care, the payment method, location. I mean, everyone wants to be close. So the question is, how far are you willing to drive or travel for your loved one to get the very best care? That's a big question. And then any personal preferences and needs, something very, very specific. We, we would love for a piano to be available so mother could sit down and, and play the piano. It just makes her so happy. It just, it just fills her up. People love hearing her play. She loves to play. Uh, it could be a special dietary need. Uh, it could be a lot of things that are very, very specific. Okay, so those are the things that you need to determine before ever even thinking about going out and checking out some places. If you need help with that, I would offer you the services of my firm, Senior Care Consulting, at 913-945-2800 or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. We can handle all of this for you. And as I've mentioned in one of our commercials, we do roll out the red carpet for our clients. 
and it's a fantastic, if I don't say so myself, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal service. So if you need help, uh, give us a call. We'll talk and see how we might be able to help you out. All right. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.